Welcome to the Authority Hacker Podcast, the place to learn field-tested, no BS tactics to growth hack your online business, and finally, live life on your own terms. Now, your host, Gael and Mark. Hey guys, welcome to the Authority Hacker Podcast. Today, we don't have a new guest, we just have Mark. So how's it going, Mark? Uh, it's going good, yes. Thank you. You sound very happy about my intro. Yeah, I mean, uh, you're not, not exactly thrilled to be here with me, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty happy. The truth is, I am in the CPKK right now. I'm meeting a ton of new people. Um, I'm kind of happy to just like go back and just talk to you for a bit in my room and like not talk to anyone. Mostly because I'm a big introvert. Not that I don't like meeting people, but it's like I just it's nice to recenter on what we're doing and go back to the podcast. So I'm quite happy about that. We might even make a debrief on like experience at conferences, but um, I'm speaking at DCBKK Sunday, and it's a bit scary. They moved me to the main room, but we'll see how that goes. I don't know how it's going at this point, but by the time this podcast gets released, I will have talked. But that's not what we're talking about today. But today we're talking about the NewAutorityHacker.com site, and more importantly, the behind the scenes of the redesign and uh, and the stuff we struggled with, the stuff we didn't struggle with, the stuff we found nice, the stuff that we would probably not do the same if we were restarting that project again today. So we're going to talk about this and you can find all the show notes for this show on authorityhacker.com slash new dash site. I'm not sure you should have taken that URL, Mark, but <laughs> we're going to use this one. And the redesign has been launched a couple of days ago, it's like four days ago at the time at which we are recording this podcast. So we're starting to get a little bit of data on how it's doing. We have rebuilt every single page on the website on the completely new technical stack. And so far, Google doesn't seem to mind so much. The traffic seems to be quite stable, but the user metrics are up quite a lot. Uh, the time on site is up 22%. The pages per session are up 15%. The bounce rate is down 5%. So overall, it's looking like we didn't do too bad of a job with the website and it's significantly improving the engagement on the website itself when people reach it. In terms of ranking, I think we're gonna have to wait a few more days to really decide whether we're going up, down, or we're staying stable. But it's looking pretty good so far, which is a huge relief because it was a huge project and working on a project like this for three months and then realizing that your traffic goes down or all that people don't like it would be a huge, you know, a huge disappointment for us. Yeah, I was actually at a meetup uh, at the Prezi office last night and they were doing a presentation showing two, I think it was like Hungarian banks and like one of them had done a, a redesign but hadn't done all the, you know, SEO stuff. We'll talk about that later in, in this episode. And they lost like 90 something percent of yeah. the traffic. It was like, it was a bloodbath. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that happens. And when we just launched the site, there was a few SEO issues we had to address quickly. I spent the whole day just auditing to make sure that doesn't happen. Seems like I did an okay job, but uh, we're not out of the wood yet, so it's hard to tell right now. This is the actual second rebuild we've done this year. We've done Health Ambition. And these two sites have been built quite differently. Health Ambition has been rebuilt by a designer and a developer that essentially custom built a lot of stuff. But we started doing the same thing when we started Dory Hacker. But then... I think we were like through the second iteration of the design. And then I go to Mark, I'm like, man, isn't it weird that we teach people how to DIY build websites and we hire developers to actually build our website? Isn't that not normal? And so we essentially took everyone off the project that was a designer and that was, uh, no, not true. We got a designer to help with illustrations, but yeah. that was a developer, et cetera. And we basically, I mean, I spent a lot of my time doing it basically and just 
figuring out and building a site like we would teach you how to build a site. So actually what you see on Atari Hacker, apart from the CSS in the comment section for the post, which is a little bit of custom code written here, everything else is actually 100% built with uh, Astra and Elemental theme builder. So nothing else is custom basically. And, and I think that gets to show how much you can do today with the tools available compared to even two or three years ago. Yeah, it's a huge step up, I think. Looking back to our old site, which I think we we started in 2014, it's it really is like night and day. I I feel like I can proudly share this, like put it on my Facebook profile that we actually I work here now, you know. Yeah, before you were like, oh, you know, I kind of do stuff online, you know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and now you can actually say what you actually do. But yeah, I mean, yeah, it is a huge step up. But I think uh, there was a point in doing what we did for Tori Hacker. I think we should have resigned earlier, but starting where we started was a good idea. And I think that's what we should regress back to right now. But I think before that, we wanted to tease that we're going to uh, give you all the things that you should consider if you're doing a redesign, including the checklist and the plugins that have caused problems, et cetera, in WordPress. So we're going to get into details, guys, in terms of things to avoid if you're going to be doing this mostly because, well, we've made a lot of mistakes. So how did we get there? Actually, I'll, you know what? I'll let you tell the story. You're a better storyteller than me. Oh, thank you. So basically, we we started Authority Hacker in 2014. I think it was March or April. At the time, we'd been running Health Ambition for about a year. I think we were in an apartment in Singapore. I can't for the life of me remember what we were doing there. But we were on like an Asia trip, and um, <laughs> yeah. we got it uh, lended to us for free by a client of the agency. And Paulina had never been to Singapore, so uh, that's what we went. And I think we just decided we'd start some sites there, and that's why you came. Yeah, I, th- I think as well uh, we didn't really see much of Singapore that week because we basically you stayed didn't. in the apartment. <laughs> We went out. We also tried drinking apple cider vinegar because we wrote about it on Health Ambition. Do you remember that? I remember that. That was, that was <laughs> disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so we basically, during that week, we had sort of intensive period where we're like, okay, let's get this site up. And, you know, a couple of guys in the apartment didn't really know too much what they, were, what, what they were doing and, you know, weren't really thinking five years ahead. Instead, we were thinking, okay, let's just get it up to a point where we can start publishing content and we can iterate as we go. In hindsight, maybe we should have iterated a little bit further. I think that's four and a half years ago now. As we, as we like this. context, like we were huge fans of Focus Blog, the theme that we were using. It was kind of like, it was quite a lean theme at the time. It just, it shows as well how much the code base in WordPress has evolved because now it's considered bloated. Yeah. So in terms of design, we wanted something that we could just literally get out there as soon as possible to the extent where we didn't even really go about getting a, a logo. We actually went to uh, Shutterstock, which is a, a stock image site. It's, it's actually one of the better ones. It was quite expensive. I think we had a subscription in our agency because we were, we were using it back then. It was, it was like 250 bucks a month. We wouldn't normally buy something like that. And then... Gail found these stock vector images, and it was like a, a set of this character, which was the old like cartoon character, which you saw all over Authority Hack. And you'll still see on some of the older posts if you, if you go back there. But basically, there was, I don't know, 50 or so of these stock vectors, and we, we got them all. And we're like, well, let's just use them. There was a guy with the, the arrow pointing up, doing something at the computer, holding up a report, 
things which we would conceivably use as like featured images and images within different kinds of blog posts. And over the years, we we edited them, edited them like a little bit, and created nicer backgrounds and did did a few bits and pieces with it. But essentially, this was the beginning of our branding. We didn't really plan it out to be so to really go as far as it was, and I, I think I had in my mind that it would be something we'd fix a lot sooner than we we did. <laughs> but actually, I will say it's one of the things which people the feedback was generally pretty good about that. I mean, people recognized the guy. People seemed to seem to quite like it. A lot of people were a bit disappointed when they learned that we would be killing off that character. Yeah. So just goes to show what you can do with very little effort and some, some stock vectors. It's a good 80 so. 20 example, you know? It shows that you can, I mean, it costed money, right? Shutterstock's still $275. Mm-hmm. So it's not cheap, but like hiring an illustrator to do this would cost at least as much, if not more. Definitely more. So it's like, and a lot of people were really disappointed that we let it go, but we couldn't keep it because anyone can still go on Shutterstock Byte and pretend to be us, essentially. So it's, uh, it's not something that you should probably deal with when you're growing. And that's why we had to let it go. So sorry, guys. I just want to sort of explain that the decision for to like use this character originally, it was maybe we spent 20 minutes talking about it and researching it and looking at it. It wasn't like a, a master plan by any means. And I think that's a mistake a lot of people do make with their with their first site, especially if they if they're building something which they think they're gonna is gonna be around for a long time, they try and make it really epic on day one. And at the end of the day that ends up costing you a lot of time in actually producing content and, and growing the site. And most likely you're gonna you're gonna change your design, you're gonna change your branding, you're gonna change your layout a little bit down the line anyway. So I'm very much of the opinion of when you're getting started, like really just get something that works that's good enough out there, start growing the site, and then you can kind of iterate on the design for, for as as you go further. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, that's what we did. The whole the site was up in in one day, so that was uh, that was not a lot of work or time put into this. Maybe a bit, not enough. <laughs> Yeah, so like at this time, you know, we had been working on a lot of client campaigns. Uh, we worked for big brands like Macy's and Atari when they were around and Expedia. So we had lots of online marketing experience and we worked with really a diverse range of big technical websites, small WordPress websites and, and, and everything else in between. But we'd never really like grown our own authority sites long term at that point. We'd been playing around with Health Ambition for about a year but it's only really like four or five years into this journey. Like now that, I mean, we think we know what we're doing now. We'll probably change. I mean, you look back and then you'll be like, we knew nothing, but yeah. Exactly, exactly. And I'm sure we'll get a, you know, nothing Jon Snow meme in the show notes for, for, for that one. Thank you, Gail. So there was a lot of tech, which we were still figuring out at the time. Even like which theme to use, you know, which plugins to use. I think originally we started off using lead pages for, for a bunch of stuff. We had Thrive Content Builder initially. We we switched to Thrive Architect. We're now on Elementor. There was a lot of plugins which we were, as part of like the content we we're creating, kind of testing and trying out on our own sites. And this whole like experience of of just like having lots of lots of stuff on our site led to some issues along the way. We also experienced the same thing on on Health Ambition, and we, we ended up having to rectify a lot of these kind of you know you turn off a plugin or you update it and then you end up like bits of code here and there on the site or like certain links or opt-ins or or whatever break and as your site grows and you have this like 
different layers of tech, which you've kind of changed over the years, you forget about some things on older posts. And it really just leads yeah. to kind of like lots of lots of issues really with your site. So one of the, I guess one of the goals of this was to kind of like simplify our tech and like get rid of all those errors, which we we're having and like figure out how to kind of rectify that and all the, all the older posts where we were kind of experiencing yeah. that. That's the lesson as well. It's like, at the time when we started, we tried to make content complex and look like very fancy with very little. So I'm sure you wanted to puke when you saw another Thrive box when we were doing posts, etc. And it's one thing that we're learning is that actually these things, especially now that you can customize your theme now and the elements around your content to look branded, the content itself doesn't need all these plugins, etc. I remember we had these uh, pay with the share stuff. So like, you know, it would hide the diagram. And then if you share the page, it would reveal the diagram. Mm -hmm. We have had probably five or six sharing social sharing plugins that we've tried. Yeah, we went from lead pages to Striver leads. The reason why is because Striver did not exist when we started Toyota Hacker. You know, lead pages was really at the forefront of a lead generation at the time. And all these things just, there's always a piece that's left when you change technology. I know that recently before we swapped the website, there was like error codes for Thrive Leads, et cetera, all over the site because we had been removing some some groups, et cetera. So it was, it's very messy. And so this opportunity that we've had, and we have been working on every single page on the site, so over 300 pages, was an opportunity to clean that up together with cleaning the database and the code base of the site, which it's like the site is about as fast now, but it's much more image heavy because the theme is, and it's okay. It's an okay page speed. It's not the fastest page speed, but it's an okay page speed. We haven't done uh, speed optimization yet. Uh, we will do it. I want to do it after Google stabilizes our ranking and so on, but uh, we'll see what this is. But let's talk about the goals we had when we wanted to redo the site, because I think we're kind of like bleeding into that. Yeah, just, just before we get to like, I want to talk quickly about the branding side of things. So okay. we mentioned that the the authority hacker character was fairly memorable, and you know a lot of people had had good things to say about that. But in general, the branding we had as a professional, as people who are teaching people how to build websites, is essentially part of part of what we do. Our initial impression that we gave gave to people was not great, and we know this through. First of all, through speculation, and it was kind of obvious because just looking yeah. looking at it. But just takes uh, two eyes, right? We actually. So the last time I was at the DCBKK conference, there's a lady called Quinn from Zeta Labs. They're a design company. They do like really really high end design work. Uh, she was running a workshop, and I submitted Authority Hacker as one of the sites to be considered in that workshop. And in advance of that, she actually ran all the sites that were submitted through this service. I forget what it's called, but they have like real people come and look at the site and it records their impressions and what they say and all this kind of stuff. So you're getting like lots of real person feedback. And overwhelmingly, the feedback we got was like people didn't trust the site. They thought it was like maybe a bit of a scam it didn't look great. So that was kind of, you know, warning signal one. And I think, was it the last conference you were at, Gail, when like Tim from AHRF didn't even know what yeah. you looked like? Now, the first thing he told me, he literally walks to me and he's like, oh, I thought you were short and fat. I'm like, yeah, thank you. Nice <laughs> to meet you, dude. <laughs> uh, I, but, but it's it's a fair point because our faces are, are like us. We were not prominent on that old site at all because we 
we were there like a few pictures here and there in the about us page and stuff, but we had the character basically everywhere else. And so people didn't really recognize us or, or, or know what we looked at. Like the character was the brand, not us. So, you know, that, that has its, has its issues in, in itself. So all of this led us up to, and we, we had been talking about it for a while to do, to do the redesign. And after we finished the health ambition one, it was, it was straight onto this one. I think even before we finished, we, we started this. So, now let's talk about the goals for rebranding. All right. So there was essentially a few goals. The first one was simplify things. I mean, first of all, the navigation was really clunky, clunkier than we thought it was just because we never looked at it. We always worked on individual pages. And uh, so it wasn't easy to reach the content. Now, if you go on category pages, for example, you will actually have access to every single post of that category on that one page. The blog is also cleaner, shows more posts per page, etc. So it just takes less click to go where you want to go. And the search is also more readily accessible in the navigation. But it was also simplified for us. As you may have noticed, we have not published a lot recently. And a big part of that was the frustration of working on the site that we had. So we do hope that fixing and simplifying things and making it easier to work on the site will make us create more content. And actually, I'm going to start from next week. I'm going to start creating some uh, YouTube videos for you guys and um, make video posts on the site. It's really painful and it's going to affect your motivation a lot when your site is hard to work on. If you fix that, that will help. And we've done that with formatting as well. We have pre-designed a couple of elements that we're going to be using for formatting, but we're not going to come up with new formatting variations for every single blog post and so on. So really simplifying everything and making it fast to create content because it's been, I mean, a post on a toy hacker on the old site, sometimes just to upload would take three or four days. <laughs> so that would be... That would be a huge pain, and we want something that's just faster and easier, right? Another thing that we had for goal is to make the site more reliable, and that is very much reliant on the tools that we choose to build the website. We have had issues in the past, technical issues with page builders and so on that would not necessarily show the content properly on mobile and things like that. And that's costed us a lot of money during launches, but it's also just been complicated. Like it's like, you know, we'd upload content and something would just wouldn't do what it's supposed to do. And we'd have to like find a workaround, write HTML, do random stuff. And it's just not been very, you know, it's been very scary to publish this kind of content as well, because it could break at any time with any update and so on. So we'll talk about the plugins that uh, and tool and themes that we've been using, but essentially the main ones would be Elementor and Astra. And actually the new AutoSI system that we're going to be releasing next week for members, by the way, hopefully, is also built using the same tools. So uh, if you like what you see on Autoi Hacker and you're a member of the AutoSI system, then you'll get a lot of tutorials on the same exact tools, actually. Do you want to take the next point? Yeah, so I mean, just in general, we talked about this already, but like to, to level up the design, uh, we've grown a lot as a as a brand. We've gotten a little bit more recognized in the in the industry, but our design. I was very shocked, actually. Yeah, it's like it's like there is a guy that actually met yesterday. I'm sorry for cutting you, but I need to give him a shout out. Rob Kasuf, who has listened to every single podcast episode we've released. But just in the last thirty days, so that means he probably listened to like three a day or something. That's uh, crazy. Which, it's insane to me. So, Rob, if you're listening, I, I guess you're listening. Uh, thanks, for, <laughs> thanks for joining in. And it was cool to talk to you. And it's amazing to actually see that, to meet people in real life. Like, I'm in Asia right now in these conferences and meet people in real life that actually listen to our stuff. It never happens in Hungary. So, it's it's really cool to see that. So, yeah, it's like I was surprised that we get a decent level of recognition now because we don't get any feedback of that in 
in our rooms in Budapest, you know. Yeah, and like, and like where we are, I mean, we're, we're definitely not like the top of the, the industry, industry yeah. uh, the industry yet. But as we've kind of let's say matured in this in this industry, like our site still essentially from 2013 or 2014 rather. I don't feel it was kind of representative of our, I don't mean to sound like, of like our stature there. So, Oh, that sounds super obnoxious. I know, it really really does sound obnoxious. I can't think of like a better word to, to describe it, but like we needed to show that we can produce good sites if people want to trust us to teach them how to produce good sites kind of thing yeah i think it's mostly like showing that we can actually build a nice site and it's like it's like it wasn't necessarily obvious when we had health ambition and notary hacker both in the old state you know exactly um, so exactly so so it's like it's not really about how good we are it's just doing like it's gaining authority by showing we can do things rather than saying we can do it you know exactly and the other thing as well is this year We've started spending quite a bit of money on paid traffic to our courses. And like a lot of these people don't know us very well. They're they're coming to us, they're they're new, they've never heard of us, they've never seen us, versus you know, our existing audience who have you know listened to every podcast or or, or have been following with us for years, they, they know our content, they trust us. So these new people from paid traffic, because they're not familiar with us, the initial impressions that they get when they come to our site it counts a lot more and it's a bigger, bigger factor there. So there's a kind of, there's a cost to not having a good initial impression for us in that, you know, bounce rate and conversion rate from that traffic. So not as good as it could be. So that's a big issue. All throughout this whole redesign process, we've also been working on the new authority site system, which as you said, Gil, will be released hopefully Hopefully next week, week. hopefully (laughs) to existing members. And then in order to actually re-release that, like we've decided to work on the membership experience, as it were. So we've been using Member Mouse system for, well, basically since we started 2014, yeah. 15, I think, when we, we launched our courses. 15, I think. It does the job, but it's not great. It's kind of a, a last generation experience, shall we say. You have tools like Thinkific and teachable which you know most people have had experience with now even if it's on the the, the sales me as well right yeah exactly and they're, they're really slick they're really good they work you know very well on mobile we had a lot of issues with our our previous one with member mouse where you know for example the net if you click on the next lesson and it wouldn't actually go to the next one it would like yeah. skip one and the whole just crispness of the experience was not good there was a lot of technical problems with with Memory Mouse. I remember we had some issue where it wasn't handling like foreign characters and people's names for a while. And there's there's been a lot of problems with it basically. And we wanted to overhaul it. We wanted to give people a much better experience of our courses when they're consuming them, because people pay for the experience as well as just the videos and the text. You know, it was always something which people were 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 complaining about and i'm sure it had an effect on our our refund rate as well so yeah for sure for sure like i would i would find i would have found it terrible if i had logged in a previous in a previous thing today basically so it's like i'm really happy to release the new one because basically it's fading out the old one that's very exciting for me like especially when people decide to give us money i want i really want us to try the best we can basically 
And there was also just the fact that we're making this a big project and doing the redesign. It was an off, also an opportunity for us to fix just a lot of little quirks which came up over the years, which we'd sort of said, oh, we'll fix that when we do the redesign. We'll fix that when, when we do the yeah. redesign. It's, uh, which, you know, some of these things maybe we could have done sooner, but there's a lot of just things come up. For example, if you the, our old URL was like authorityhacker.com forward slash podcast dash two. And we've changed that now to forward slash podcast because, well, it looks much better. That kind of makes sense, right? Uh, Yeah. And we could have probably fixed that previously, but like, you know, it's not really a huge deal, but it's it's just nice to kind of round off all of these like minor quirks and, and kind of up bring up the uh, experience of the site to to the same kind of standard as we we have for the design so it's a good opportunity to fix a lot of those things and because we're we're changing it because we got the redesign and because we know a lot of people are going to be looking at the site and kind of judging us based on that we we're more motivated to to repair and to update some of those some of those minor issues so yeah yeah there's been a few there's been a few like smart redirects as well and I'm seeing already rankings shoot up for the pages that were consolidated and so on. So uh, it's probably a probably next podcast. Next podcast. Ooh, I'm struggling. It's going to be hard for public speaking. Where we will talk about kind of content updates, content consolidation, content pruning, that kind of stuff. I want to do a podcast on this because I feel the times are great in the time after these all these updates. But we've done a tiny bit of this on the new site, and I'm already seeing some positive results. So we might get more data by next time we record the podcast as well. But now let's talk about a few, like basically I want to talk about mini projects inside the project and how they went, what went well, what didn't go well, etc. So the first thing that went well is Astra and Elementor. So we use Astra as a WordPress team and Elementor Pro as the page builder, but also the team builder, mostly the team builder, really like some pages are built on the default WordPress editor, but the Elementor is handling the theme around it. It is super nice and slick to work with, been really happy about it. I think I found one bug in Elementor that they fixed when they sent to them in the next version. So yeah, and the, the cool thing as well is you can build different post types. So for example, if you go on this podcast show notes and you should to check the new site and it's going to be on autoryhacker.com slash new site, yeah, you will essentially see that we have a podcast post format where you have the audio on top as part of the header with the title and then you have the show notes below and you have like subscription buttons for podcast, etc. We will have a post type for videos, etc. So you're able to do all this kind of cool stuff that you've seen done on other sites or you need to get a specific theme for it. Well, you can actually just drag and drop build it with Elementor. It's really, really nice. It's much nicer than it used to be. So that project went really well. One project that did not go so well is to actually just pick the branding and the design. And as we say, we had designers working on that project earlier. We had a little bit of design help to figure out the page layout, but really we went through a lot of version and I'm going to give some of these screenshots to Balash or he can go get them on Google Drive so we can show you guys a bunch of variations we've been through and a lot of them just don't look like anything like you're seeing on the site right now. We literally had two fully designed sites and complete, which look completely different to, to what you're seeing right now. Yeah, and then we were like, eh, don't like it, start over. And then we did, which is why it took so long. But yeah, and, and that's one of the things. It's like when it's, especially when it's a site that's already doing well, it's really hard to make these kind of decisions and not be emotional about it and kind of like go really far away from what you had before. And overall, just I feel a lot of designers we work with just did not understand what we wanted and gave us something completely different. What I ended up doing with building the site is I would kind of like take the PSDs I kind of liked from the designers 
and I, I actually just built them in Elementor Pro, and that's kind of the, the the strength of it is I didn't need a designer to apply it on WordPress, and then just tweaked visually as I was building uh, up until I'm, I was happy with the experience. So then sometimes I would end up quite far away from a PSD the designer would send me. Sometimes I would end up very, very close. And I was extremely impressed with the fact that it's quite doable now to have a PSD of a site and just drag and drop build it in Elementor. It's, it's not something that was possible even a year ago. It's really good. It, it's like a, I would be worried if I was a front-end developer right now. So another thing that... Didn't go very well, but and we kind of like I'm already still like semi happy with the solution we have right now. Is uh, lead generation? I have retested and rebuilt every single plugin on the market, pretty much. I would say pretty much because I'm sure there's going to be one that someone's going to come up with that I didn't check, and they're all bad. <laughs> really, they are all bad. They all have issues, and uh, we just had to go with the lesser evil here. First of all, we use uh, every webinar on the front end of the website to promote. An evergreen webinar that it's a two-hour free training that in the end promotes the authoritarian system and so i tried a bunch of them i'm going to give a few notes but i tried thrive leads at the beginning and on the new side the editor would not even load i'm not sure why i tried to talk to our hosting try to talk to, to, to thrive i'm sure it's fixable but it was a pain in the ass and just saying that i can't even load the editor out of the box was not making me very confident in running this on our front end then I tried ConvertFlow, which is an expensive tool. It costs $99 per month. It's a cool idea, though. It allows you to do what they call on-site retargeting. So, for example, if you have been through our sales sequence for something, then we can show you a different call to action. And it would be a little bit more customized, provided you still have your cookies, obviously. But it's very clunky to operate. And, for example, if I wanted to set a rule on oh, show this call to action on every single blog post about affiliate marketing. Well, I cannot do that because it doesn't plug into WordPress taxonomy. So once again, very complicated for what we're doing. I tried Convert Pro as well, and they had the same problem. I could not target posts under categories. I could target category pages, but not the posts. Who does that? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> and then OptiMonster, which is what we're running right now, but they don't have a mobile design option. So what you have to do is you have to create a second form. You have to make it super narrow and kind of like guess what size the mobile is going to be in. And after that, run tests in Chrome to make sure that it's, you know, the right size. And it's like, you know, it works, but come on, they can do better than that. So yeah, that part, I honestly, I, I dream of a lead generation plugin I'll be happy with. I've been talking to a bunch of people, a bunch of these companies. As I was doing this, I was like, what the fuck, guys? Some people took notes. We'll see what happens. But it's an interesting market. It's a market where there's a lot of innovation lately, but there's a lot of abuses that are being completely ignored and must be frustrating users. So that has been a project that hasn't been going the best possible. What is your opinion from looking out from outside of it, Mark, actually? Because you haven't worked on this. I don't know, really, because all I kept hearing is like, on Monday, you're like, oh, we're going to use this. It's really cool. Like, it does this feature. And then on Tuesday, oh, that was terrible. We're going to use this one instead. But it's really cool. Look, it does this as well. And then on Wednesday, a different one, et cetera, et cetera. So, yeah. I mean, I kept cycling. And I mean, you know, you implement these things and then you hit a, an unfixable roadblock. Yeah. And you're like, well, I can't use it. And so you, you really just have to use these tools. And I'm, I'm amazed that not more people. I think I think, I think we're we're generally quite demanding in our our usage. I think in most cases with these people just have an op like one opt in and they build that and great people use it. I know, but like these people, they make their marketing on their advanced options, right? And yeah, like, and you go on yeah. the sales page and it says it, and and then you try to do it in real life, and nah, it's kind of falling short, you know. So anyway, that is the. I'm not gonna 
bitch more about uh, lead generation plugins. Just guys, please just try to look at real world usage. But we're going to talk about another, not failed, but painful project at least. And that was re-uploading content because all the content was on Thrive. Sometimes Thrive content build a format still, which is a different format from Thrive Architect. And we've mixed the re-upload between just WordPress editor and Elementor, depending on where it makes sense. And that was long and painful. It was 300 pages and posts to transfer, and that took about three months. And we also identified so many things that are broken with our content. So when Mark had the genius idea to delete our YouTube channel, uh, we, lost a lot. <laughs> we lost a lot of uh, YouTube videos. And we had the first person do the audit of what was missing. We had a list, and we realized that that list is actually three times longer by going through every page. So thank you to the person that did the audit as well. <laughs> and overall, we just found a lot of... Uh, of outdated content like that needs to be updated. So I think I think coming up for the content for Toy Hacker, there will be a lot of updates and a few new posts. That's what I would expect if you're reading our blog. It's coming back, but a lot of it's going to be dedicated to actually making sure the pages we already have on the site are the best pages they can be. Do you want to talk about the logo? Because I feel like I'm not in a good mood right now. <laughs> Someone, uh, we, we posted their our new site in our Authority Hacker Pro uh, members Facebook group. And someone commented kind of like jokingly, oh, I see you spent a lot of money on your, uh, your logo design. Because essentially our logo design is not a design. It's just a font and the word authority is in bold. Uh, which is one of the simplest kind of logo concepts you can really get. It didn't actually start out in a simple way, as as most things on Authority Hacker. It ended up simple, but it, it didn't start out that way. So we went through really several ideas for, for this, like four or five rounds of concepts. And I don't know, maybe so like 20 or 30 different logo concepts in total. The designer, which we were working with earlier this year, actually had us go through these like surveys where we had to say, you know, on a scale of one to five, uh, do you want it more modern or more classical? And there was like a bunch of different questions like we, we had to add. It's a 1990 design thing. You know, if you go 1990 yeah. designs, you get, you get the exact questionnaire. It's a good one to brief logos usually. Usually, but you and I ended up having like almost polar opposite answers for many of the things. And so I think it was very challenging for any designer to, uh, to build something off of that. And just we could never get something which we, we both liked. And so we went back and forth in a few things. We sort of settled on one, which had this bold font in it, but had this other logo next to it. And then we tried to, we ended up liking the the, the bold wording because it actually works quite well because the word authority, it's like a strong kind of like powerful word. It has that kind of representation. So having it in bold kind of makes sense. There's a bit of a subtlety there to it. So that kind of worked. But we, we went through all sorts of like logos of, analytics arrows pointing upwards and oh all sorts of like dollar signs and like crazy stuff like that and it just everything felt either too cheesy not us or it just didn't look good and in the end we were just like why don't we just do this just have the font and not have a, a logo it's it's like simple it's clean the rest of our site it does have quite a bit of color in it because of the the, the featured images and just the way that you've built the design gal so i think we don't really need to pull too much like color and attention to, to the logo in, in that sense. So we ended up with just a, a text logo. We probably spent, I don't know, several thousand dollars on that text logo, but they got, totally well <laughs> we got there. We got there in the end. Yeah, you could literally do it in PowerPoint, but yeah. Yeah. 
it just goes to show though that you don't need to really go all out on on, on these things you can just don't do what we do <laughs> let's talk about the migration because like pressing the go to live button is always a stressful moment when you are designing a website especially from an seo point of view and just a lot of stuff breaks for some random reason but i was you know we pay a lot of money for hosting we use kinsta.com it's a great hosting but it's freaking expensive they host on 300 bucks a month or something 400 400 plus uh, plus data overage when we get too much traffic as well yeah so yeah we pay a bunch of money for for hosting and even though i try to mitigate it with cdns etc but that one experience here was very impressive by, by kinsta it's like i'm telling you i was talking with tung tran from a cloud living just before and all this stuff and people who have done this kind of stuff on staging sites and everyone was like ah oh, everything broke when i pressed live so I press the live button and basically I, I slept before. So I have like eight hours in front of me when I press that live button just to make sure that actually the site is not in a terrible state for more than a few hours at least. So I press the button and everything went actually perfectly smoothly. The only thing that changed is um, a couple of uh, plugin, like paid plugin licenses to, because it changed domain uh, were a little bit iffy, but nothing that was not easy to fix in a few minutes. And then... Mark did the is the Mark the the wizard of Excel, as we all know it. Did the URL check right? What yeah. Did you so use the URL th- this check? is one of the most common issues you have when you do any kind of site migration, whether it's from a one domain to another. You know, you're merging sites, you're changing from Drupal to WordPress, or you're, you know, just updating the design and rebuilding a lot of pages as as we've done. One of the most important things you need to do during that process is make sure that you map all the old URLs to the new URLs. So the authorityhacker.com forward slash podcast on the old site, or maybe that's a bad example, authorityhacker.com slash blog on the old site should also be authorityhacker.com slash blog on the new site. And you have to make sure that it's identical in every single one of your posts and every single one of your pages. If you don't do that, then what can happen is you end up having a lot of links to an old post. And then if you add a new word or you you don't recreate the new post URL exactly the same on the new site, those links are pointing to a 404 page and you're, you suddenly lose the power of them, basically. We actually had that issue, right? We had that issue. So I use SEO Press. I've moved away from Yoast SEO. So Yoast SEO has the option of removing stop words in URLs, so like for, in, et cetera, like all these things. It just removes them, but it doesn't rewrite your existing URLs, right? Mm-hmm. So I used to have that, but uh, we switched to SEO Press, and they have the same option, so I ticked it, imagining it would do the same thing. But actually, this rewrites your URLs, and that is a big issue. I've actually, I'm sending them a message really soon, because what it did is it changed URLs of existing posts because of that. And... We ended up, when you ran the test, it was like 20 or 30 pages that actually didn't have matching URLs. Yeah, right? so uh, having done the health ambition migration and you know having had to check this on thousands of sites, we were, we were pretty good at actually running the checks. And I made sure that after all the work, had, like you actually checked it at some point before you, you made that change and it was, they were all, all good. But then I made sure we ran this this test again right before we we actually flipped the switch and, and migrated the site. We used a tool, a plugin called WP All Export, which just allows you to export you know all your posts or all your pages and pull whatever fields you want, you know, post ID, URL, author, anything like that. And we just did a simple in Excel a V lookup from the old old sheet to the new sheet and matched them and mapped them out. And then anything which resulted in an error was uh, was obviously 
URLs were different. And we actually found 27 just before we, we put it live. So we fixed that and that kind of resolved it. And again, after we, we put the site live, we reran it and checked it again and everything was good. And so far, so good. Yeah. Rankings seem very stable, if not a little bit up. So I really don't want to speak now because yeah. we say that. And <laughs> true, true. Like, let's not say anything, like no comments on, on ranking. So far, I think so in general with a site migration like this, your goal is we're not trying to increase our traffic or anything with, with this. We're just trying to not lose anything. We're not, not fucking anything up. So, you know, so far so good. But by the time we publish this podcast, it all may have changed. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, there's like a couple of days between the time we record and the time it's released. So like, there's a chance that people go check in HRS and it's like completely down. Yeah, yeah. So I'm not, like, <laughs> let's not talk too much, okay? Yeah. Yeah, so the other thing, other thing we had to do was migrate the comments. And this was a little bit tricky because while we haven't been producing any new posts, actually, that's not true. We have been publishing new uh, podcasts. Podcast. There have been also a lot of comments coming through since June or whenever is we we did the initial mapping and started started working on this site and so we had to like re-migrate all the content all the comments rather one issue we had with the health ambition migration which we fortunately didn't have with the authority hacker one is that comments in wordpress are actually mapped to not the url but to the post id which is like a hard-coded number, which the ID number of your of your post. And if you rebuild the post from scratch, then it's most likely you're unless you do it perfectly in the right order, most likely you're going to have a, a mismatch there. Fortunately, with us, we had we weren't rebuilding the page from scratch. We had cloned the the whole site and we we're just editing the existing page completely, re-editing it. But the the, the post ID was still there. So we're able to do that without too much hassle. I think you had some CSS issue. The comments were too wide in a certain post. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, as I said, it's just the only part in terms of design that cannot be made with Elementor, the comment box. But I kind of like the design we had from designers. So I was like, ah, oh, let's implement this. And uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. when you get custom work done, you need to check every screen size. And so yeah. sometimes it wasn't matching. But nothing too bad. I guess the takeaway there is if you're doing any kind of website update or website migration, then clone your existing site and just work off the existing pages so that you can yeah, the URL, the, the post IDs rather. And that just makes it much easier to, to do things like this as well. Yeah. We also, as we were doing the, the content uploads, we did a lot of uh, image optimization. We had some like really huge oversized image images on the yes. site, like megabytes, several megabytes in size. And these these play quite. You know, Lewis put some uh, put some animated gifs that are like twenty nine megabytes. Or something yeah, it was ridiculous. But these things play a huge role in uh, in site speed, which is it's important. It's not the be all and end all, but if you have a forty megabyte blog post, that is going to cause cause issues. And also, like at the start, we never really bothered with alt tags and even simple things like naming the images, so we could find them in the media WordPress media search. We could like search for our own images and find the ones we needed to. It wouldn't be called like image and then in brackets one one or something like that, uh, which we had a lot of at the old site. So it was kind of yeah. actually talking about alt tags. I had a, a beer with the head of SEO at Agoda yesterday. Mm -hmm. Agoda being the competitor of Booking.com number two in the world. And they do like massive scale testing. Like, you know, they do A B testing on like five hundred thousand pages. And he told me basically alt tags do absolutely nothing. Just saying. I read uh, in someone's course, I forget the guy's name, 
recently that the actually the image file name also does is or apparently does does something so okay maybe nobody knows <laughs> actually i I'm, i agree i'm i agreed with him that he would come to a podcast sometime next year and he would give us results of he can't give us the results of the test that did something but he can give us the results of the test that don't do anything and so he'll probably drop so like at least stuff you don't have to worry about so I, he might drop by sometime in early 2019 actually cool Anyway, just the end of the interlude, take over. That's basically it in terms of like pre-migration stuff. What we were very careful to do was make a, a post-migration uh, checklist. Checklist something which yeah. we which everybody should do. The concept is super simple. You actually just write down all the steps you're going to do and then you do it. Sounds very simple, but just the process, and you may be thinking, hey, Mark, I, get, I remember them. I'm not going to forget. Trust me, you're going to forget something. We yeah. learned this mistake the hard way last year, this time last year, when we did an Authority Hacker Pro launch, and we, we just thought we'd remember everything, and we ended up not checking a bunch of stuff and messing up a, a, a few things. And uh, yeah, it severely impacted our launch. It's a concept that pilots use a lot they have to deal with just i mean they know how to fly a plane but they have to deal with just a lot of like switches and check this and turn on this and see if this is still working type thing at every stage of of a flight and it just makes things a lot safer which is good if you're a passenger as a marketer you should absolutely use the same concept because with something like this there's really is a lot that can go wrong and you can miss it if you're not doing it properly and it can cause uh, severe, severe issues on your site. Yeah, I mean, we had a few things on the checklist, right? We had just reactivate HTTPS, re-enable CDNs if you're using any. We use keycdn.com if you want to know what we're using for CDN. It's really good and good value. Make sure the podcast feed is updated in iTunes and all these places so people can still download it. There was one on, we didn't do it this time. I just checked, We it's, it's fine. But we with the health ambition one, we put the site live and no index was still on, for example. So, oh yeah, that's, yeah, that, I checked it. Yeah, that's the kind of thing to to, to check off in these these checklists. And now everyone's going to attribute the recent drop to that. You know, so. <laughs> anyway, we had to resubmit the sitemap, check opt-ins. Like I, I re-opted into every single opt-in we have. I mean, the opt-in type, not every single page. Make sure contact forms are still working. Make sure analytics is still tracking uh, stuff, etc. So, yeah, this is the kind of stuff we had on our checklist. These are usually five-minute tasks, but. You feel a lot more confident pressing the go to live button once you have this, you know exactly what you're going to do after it's done, you know, mm -hmm. because otherwise it's panic mode, especially if something breaks. So uh, I think it helps you deal with emotions if things go wrong, which they can go wrong. Trust me, it's like we got lucky, but they can definitely go wrong. So I want to talk two minutes about what is in this for the listener, for you guys, from this experience we had and, and everything. So the first thing I want to say is, I know a lot of people have been copying our sites, whether that's House Ambition or Authority Hacker, etc. Honestly, the previous Authority Hacker was not worth copying for a while, but people were still doing it. But what I want to say is we spent a significant amount of time on this site. There's a lot of like elements that look different depending on which part you're on the site, etc. It was a lot of work. It's not really a starter site anymore. And if you are just starting a new website, do not copy Authority Hacker, especially when you have awesome new tools like the Elementor Team Builder, you can just find a site that is in your niche or you can find a site that is closer to a starter site and emulate that rather than trying to emulate Atari Hacker because you're going to be wasting a lot of time for not necessarily a lot of results or benefits. The good news is if you are in the Atari site system, I use the same tools to build the Atari site system site, 
but we keep it a lot simpler. We keep it with this stage one side perspective in mind. And it doesn't take a long time to to build these things, but still have a pretty nice looking design. I'm quite happy with the new Atari side system side. I think it looks much nicer than most of the computer sites that you would be competing with. So if you're in there, hopefully next week, I'll be able to let you guys in and then you'll see how we do it over the shoulder. I, I would say nice. the other thing as well is, you know, we've we've redesigned the site, sure, but we're not done yet over the next few months even over the next year like there's a lot more we're going to be adding on top of this in terms of not just like design stuff but uh the the way we're like publishing new posts and there's a lot more to come this is kind of this is our minimum viable product really this is starting line as well because we've spent the whole year just rebuilding stuff and now now everything's just coming out like the, the courses the site everything and i feel like nothing happened for so long but yeah yeah i want to go back to the learnings for people though Another thing that you need to understand is it will take more time than you think. I mean, I, we started a long time ago to like to do PSDs for this site, like four or five months ago. No, it was it was longer. It was December last year when you started working on the design. <laughs> that was 10, 10 months ago, almost ten and a half months ago. Good job. So yeah, it's gonna take. And now, I, and the funny thing is, like, I'm like, it's gonna take two times and two more, two times more money. And I put like, like renovations on the notes. And the reason I say that is because I'm renovating a place in Budapest right now, and it's a bit. It's been about ten months, and it's still not done. So it's like, kind of works the same way. And and same with the money. I mean, like that logo should not have costed two thousand dollars. That is ridiculous. But this kind of expensive. If you really get involved with it, and if you really want it to be perfect. It will happen. It happens for real estate. And it happens for the websites the exact same way. So if you are, only be sure that you want to go into this if you're ready to spend a significant amount of time and money. For us, it was definitely worth it on Toy Hacker. I don't regret it at all. But it's going to cost resources and think about what else you could have done with that time. Another thing I want to say is tech impacts your motivation to work on your site. It was a pain in the ass to create content on the old website really really annoying and that was a huge part of why there was not a lot of new content recently and making choices to simplify things keep things simple and now that you can do one-off branding with your theme and be done it's going to like you know keep it simple basically and keep it simple and pick the tools that you like using that you enjoy working on because you're going to have to work a lot on your site if you want it to grow and that goes with the next one which is simplify your content content formatting the new authority hacker has five formatting elements there's like a quote there's like pros and cons there's like tables there's there's like five of them in total and that's all we're going to be using and we're not going to do any kind of custom formatting creating new brand new fancy elements for every single blog post we are done with this because otherwise we don't publish anymore guys so same thing keep it simple another thing that you need to understand is it looks nice and fresh now but i'm sure we'll look at it in five years and probably need to do the the same thing again the goal is for it to last about five years and overall if you actively work on your site if you put a lot of new tools have a lot of new strategies do a lot of changes regularly it's going to keep happening so when you come up with a site if you want it to stay current you basically know that the day you press publish you have a five-year timer in five years you need to do that whole work again just to keep it going wherever it's at and so I think that is a great motivation to get more done in between these five years because you will, you know that just to keep what you have, you will need to put a, a bunch of work in that amount of time if you want to stay current. So it's a discussion we had with Mark about courses as well, about all of that. Just, yeah, you have all these things that we build, they're not forever. They have an expiration date and we have to maximize what we get out of them 
during that time that's allocated uh, because we spent all our energy just building the asset in the first place. Yeah, so the final thing I wanted to say is like once you launch your site, it's easy to sort of, you know, go away and uh, celebrate and say, yeah, we, we did it. But that's really just the start. Now that we've launched that site, now we can actually unlock the potential and the, the, the ease of working working on the site. We can actually now we'll work on it. We produce more content. We can continue to iterate the, the tech and the, you know, I'm sure we'll have some more developments and the opt-ins and that side of things by the sounds of it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but it, but that's okay. You know, it's it's like I'm super motivated to work on our site right now. Just rewrote the about us page. I updated our privacy policy. You know, like important things like that that you you, you you wouldn't otherwise do. You start working on it. So yeah, this is really a psychological thing that don't sort of just put it out there and then never never continue working on it. You got to keep pushing and you got got to keep improving it as you go. Cool. So. If you're a task member, hopefully next week, maybe the week after, don't get too excited, but we will really try to release it next week. We personally have to work on our checkout system as well. We'll change all of that, but we'll probably talk about that another day. So I just want to thank everyone for listening. Thanks for tuning in once again. If you want to find the show notes for this episode, they can be found on authorityhacker.com slash new dash site. Go there and if you like the site, check it out. Go to authorityhacker.com. Tell us what you think. Is anything not good? Is anything broken? What's your favorite part? What's your least favorite part? Are you sad that we got rid of the old Authority Hacker character? Go to authorityhacker.com slash new dash site and, and let us know in a comment there. You know this is not YouTube, right? If people comment, we don't rank higher. Yeah, that's fine. I just I want to know their feedback. <laughs> okay, sure. But like, if you like this podcast, one thing that you can do to help it and to help yourself is to subscribe to it. So if you are listening on an iPhone or something like that, you can subscribe on iTunes. If you are listening on any other device, you can subscribe on SoundCloud. And if you are a subscriber of our email list, we also email these episodes regularly so you don't miss them. So thanks for listening again, guys, and we'll see you next week. Have a good week. Thanks for listening to the Authority Hacker Podcast. If you enjoyed this show, don't forget to rate us on iTunes and send us a screenshot on authorityhacker.com slash bonus to claim your free premium Authority Hacker training.